brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Again. Crack out your pint glasses, folks. It's another suds episode where really good beer meets really bad radio. I am your hostess. Oh, so Caperton's here. So that's I'm here. The, that's the reason why we're going to say it's bad radio this time, right? That's, I was jumping in there. <laughs> You're way ahead of me there. Is bad the right word? Is it, is it strong enough? <laughs> Super bad. <laughs> oh, hell. It's just dirty radio. Anyways, I am your hostess, good old gal Juliana. And with me today for another really cool episode is good old boy Mike. Hey, everybody. It's good old boy Mike. Glad to be here again. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. That was very um, bright um, of you. Right. Uncharacter- uncharacteristically sunshiny. <laughs> there are no yeah. there are no caffeine laden beers in this flight That's today. True. So. That's true. Yes. At least for now. You can yeah. tell. Uh, sorry. And also with us for another cool episode is Go to Boy Tim. Greetings and salutations. And Wow. Can I rate that? That was like, <laughs> I would give it a I would give it a five. <laughs> Wait for the belch. Yes. Uh, yep, I am thinking we need something. Hey there! This is good old boy Tim coming live at you with the same caffeine voice that Mike had. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Yeah. You could, you could own the cowbell. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? I own the cowbell. There you go. I think that's a t-shirt all by itself. I own the cowbell. I mean, or, it just, or it just says cowbell owner. Right? Yeah. There it is. There it is. That's it. That's it could be go. your new title at the brewery. <laughs> not, not only is he assistant brewer, he also owns the cowbell. Yeah. He's mine. I want credit for that. Please do not touch. I possess it. <laughs> Greetings and salutations. Very cool. Um, also joining us today... Pen in hand, good old boy Caperton. Hello, everyone. <laughs> what? 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 I'm just saying hi. Yet. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I think that was the, my first. Okay. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Yeah. yeah, that's that's sharp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also with us is good old boy Sean. Present. There you go. <laughs> I like that. I like that. You you always had to be that one person, you know, here, 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 present. (laughs) Present. That's my name. And for today's math quiz. (laughs) Yeah. Train leaves rally. (laughs) Well, today's episode is a brewery takeover. We're going to be sampling some very interesting beers from Ardent Craft Ales in lovely Richmond, Virginia. The state for lovers. That's right. Good old boy Mike, tell us about the brewery in the state for lovers. Yeah, so uh, here's some information from the website uh, from Ardent Craft Ales. is a brewery. It's a tap room. They have a beer garden. It's kind of a cool setup. They almost take up like half a city block. I mean, it's just... I mean, it's a, like a local hangout kind of place that they have there. Um, it's uh, it's in the Scotts Edition neighborhood of Richmond, Virginia. Um, here's some information from them. They began as a co-op in a Richmond garage, a space where we actually sought to create innovative beers and introduce others to historic brewing methods and beer styles. As a production brewery, our mission remains the same. Do you need a mission, or is it just can you make beer? Our mission remains the same, to produce and celebrate exceptional and ambitious beers with the ever-growing craft beer community. Boy, yes. that's a mouthful. What do you want to do? I'm, I want to create make, ambitious make beer. beer. That, ambitious beers, not beer. just good beer, but no, ambitious. Per, but, but produce Sorry. and that's, celebrate yeah. exceptional and ambitious. There you go. If you're going to create a run-on sentence, do it with style. 
So, There's a in, nice in big, big multisyllabic words. There you go. I yeah. agree. Nice colon. Pick an adjective. <laughs> in 2010, Tom Sullivan and Paul Carnes launched a homebrewers cooperative and purchased a Sapco half barrel pilot brewing system to further their brewing knowledge and expertise. Did they discover all the plumbing uh, problems with that outfit? But anyway, <laughs> uh, Tom and Paul had a, had been homebrewers for several years. And while setting up their co-op, they met Kevin O'Leary, who had recently moved from Richmond to Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, I'm sorry. He moved to Richmond from Cambridge, Massachusetts, where he had served as a brewer in the Cambridge Brewing Company. The three men began brewing with other members of the co-op on Sundays at Churchill the Garage when they opened their doors to members of the local community who were also interested in brewing beer as well. The community response was overwhelming. Week after week, people visited the garage in order to learn about the brewing process and take various beer styles. Uh, And the weeks turned into months, and the partners concentrated on recipe development. More sugar. Um, (laughs) They reviewed reviewed (laughs) less cowbell. Banned once again. Yes, I knew that was going to happen with us today. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They went to a rather business. I lost my spot. As the weeks turned into months, the partners concentrated on recipe development. I read that. They reviewed as, and... As re- the rain turned into snow. Yes. <laughs> they reviewed... The turned colors. Gosh, man. You know... You, Sends you to the hourglass. the least confident person to read this, so... Anyway, so uh, they began they brewing good. beer, blah, blah, blah. Other people showed up, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> to further their knowledge, they attended seminars on brewing knowledge. You should put the top on the lid and then put the cork <laughs> in it and just uh, <laughs> turn it over. Brewing management, you are late again. I can't believe this. You're, you're fired. You are fired. I can't believe this. What's a, what's a good brewery management moment there, Sean? What's, what's that? What's a good brewery management moment? Just shut up and clean out the tank. Ooh. I, yeah, go clean the no, go clean the bathroom. Yeah. Go clean the bathroom. <laughs> no, no, I haven't done that to Tim. The hose gets the yeah. results. <laughs> yeah. 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 Less yeah. bitching, more pulling spent grain. <laughs> yeah. It's it's usually fun. it's usually just why isn't this yeast coming out of this fermenter so I can reuse it again and then why isn't this um, yeast coming out of this yeast spring so I can get it into this beer and go home. There That's you go. Man, there you go. Yeah. And brewery marketing. Look, it's gonna be fabulous. There's gonna be people showing up. We're gonna put it in cans it's going to be people we, flowing we have, out we have the biggest tanks we, the, we, the, we're going to out we're going to run out of room of people to stand Huge. in line for this bf there's brewery marketing bigly. one yeah it's Hated bigly, it. yes <clears throat> so um in 2012 they decided hey let's write a business plan and they took their business plan to some of their partners began to pitch it to potential investors and in the next year july 2013 the generosity of friends old and new allowed ardent craft ales to officially join the community of richmond breweries a lease was signed and renovations were begun on the 1940s warehouse in scott's edition a 15 barrel uh, brew house was purchased and orders from raw materials were placed thanks to the kindness and belief of many Ardent Craft Ales, a brewery and tap room, opened in June 2014. Kevin, Tom, and Paul look forward to a lifetime of celebrating beer with the Richmond community. So I had a, a chance to actually stop by the brewery. Actually, this is where I picked up the beers we're going to go through today um, that we're going to talk about here in a second. But <clears throat> I thought I'd talk a little bit more about the experience from the brewery itself and a little bit about kind of the Richmond brewing community. So uh, the one thing that kind of struck me is there's a lot going on, you know, in the Richmond, you know, brewing community itself. And um, the beers that Arden is really going after are they're things that don't echo some of the same style characteristics of everything else. The 500-pound uh, gorilla in town is uh, Hardywood. Hardywood. <laughs> Hardywood. I got it right that time. <laughs> you said wood. Um, yeah. Very, you know, very big, very big uh, production facility, and they, you know, really pump out a tremendous amount of volume um, from that facility. <clears throat> uh, multiple packaging types, a lot of cork and cage um, they do there, but they uh, move an awful lot of beer in uh, kegs um, out of that facility as well. Uh, a couple of the other brewers uh, in the area, I'm not going to name them all. I'm just going to name a few that caught my attention. Strange Brews, Strange Ways Brews, Strange Brews. I know I'm going to get it wrong. Um, very interesting place. 
Strange. I, yeah. Strange almost. I think I counted almost 81 different types of beer that they have, you know, in their product lineup. I mean, it is just looks like a schizophrenic moment of not knowing exactly what you're going to produce next. But a lot of really interesting stuff and have a commitment to a sour line as well as, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, straight yeast, uh, you know, line as well. And doing it out of a common facility, which is, you know, kind of interesting challenge, yeah. you know, to do, to have bugs and in a clean facility as well um the uh the bell of the ball right now in uh, richmond is definitely veil brewing i mean there are lines that just span there for days you can actually see the line from orbit uh for people you know, to show up to get veil google brewing. earth <clears throat> i remember the first time i went to veil and uh, it was on a can release day and this guy comes out and he has like a hand truck and he's like, dude, I got eight cases. And, you know, and he's like wheeling it to his car like it's Christmas morning. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, okay, uh, wow, that's not something you see every day, you know. And everybody else was like, man, that sucks, you know. Um, I was like, look, I'm just here for a four-pack. I'd like to taste a couple of things, you know. I was just like, I don't get it. So, But I was able to swing by, you know, Ardent has this kind of very interesting, you know, place in the Richmond community that – they're really very hooked into the community. And so this backstory about, you know, their interaction with the homebrewing community um, really kind of fits really well. And you see that very present. Uh, if you visit the tap room, it's very family friendly. There were a lot of kids there that day. Um, and their beers, I think, are fit in the overall landscape for the Richmond beer scene, you know, pretty well. As, so they have uh, some clean beers and they have some barrel-aged beers. And we're actually going to get to taste a little bit of both of those uh, from today's lineup. Right on. Cool. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to... uh, Scott's Edition. Yes. Cool neighborhood. Sounds like an idiot son's bedroom that he's like... moved back in at 35 well we'll be talking more about Arden and Richmond in just a minute rolling clouds and crashing surf iridescent dunes reflecting by the line of a rising glowing moon Seashore mesmerizing Night breeze hypnotizing We've come across these back roads none too soon Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about Richmond, Virginia and Ardent Brewing Company. Not necessarily in that order. Um, Anyways, good boy Tim, would you give us the lineup for today, please? Yeah, absolutely. Today from Ardent Craft Ales, we'll be tasting the Szechuan Peppercorn Saison, the Honey Ginger Ale, the Bourbon Barrel Aged Honey Ginger Ale, and the Bourbon Barrel Aged Dark Rye. Cool. And sorry, I meant to say Craft Ales and I said Bourbon Company. That's really corn berry. <coughs> okay, fine. I'm going to go on record here that <laughs> every glass is going to be empty. Every one of our tasting glasses is going to be empty at the end of this episode. I'm, that's my bet. If not halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm working that way pretty fast. <laughs> well, yeah. there, you, I had no doubt about. <laughs> you know, so. You're such may, a lush capable. I may, I may refill. I may refill. <laughs> you know, if we put a if we put a tap line over there, you yeah. drain the yeah. keg. So. Well, there's that. It's, it's always <laughs> that one <laughs> beer. Exactly. Good old boy, Sean. Could you give us our Suds ratings for today? Uh, we'll be discussing uh, and rating these beers with these Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it Cosby? Or, or, no, no. Or I'm going to do my worst Bill Clinton here. You're going to do your worst oh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here are those ratings now. Number one. Actually, it's kind of more Harry Carey. Which yeah, anyway, Harry Carey and Bill Clinton. Oh, Bill Clinton had a, had a, yeah, had a, had, a had a special night. Yeah, <laughs> holy cow, holy cow. 
that, and number, they came out Scott's edition. No, number one, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud and a cigar. <laughs> number two, was that a belch? Number three, I say this every time I come through Nashville and have their hot chicken the next day after having Bolton's medium. Ah, oh, that's a relief. <laughs> number four, a body should really not make that sound. I've told that to Hillary a number of times. <laughs> that was pretty good. I have to say that. That, that was. I love that. And number five, listen to that hang time. Give me another. Let me play that sax. <laughs> show and he does and he does perform for beer people stick around for the 11 o'clock show folks it's a whole different show <laughs> he's a sexy guy true that true that we'll all show up at mcdonald's and have a wonderful time <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh let's get on to the beer um good old boy mike Please talk about the first beer on our list. Ah, yeah, that's right. The show is about beer. <clears throat> do you want me to do this in my favorite Bill Clinton voice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our first beer is pretty simple. Uh, this is a Saison, um, and they have just uh, chose to add uh, a certain style of peppercorns called Szechuan uh, peppercorns to this. Um, this is a ever-growing uh, style of beer uh, that's coming around, and... One of the things that's very characteristic of a lot of peppercorn saisons is you just get that you know very bright you know kind of spiciness to it. The Szechuan uh, peppercorns are a little bit different than maybe some of the other uh, peppercorns themselves. They tend to have a little bit more earthiness to them. Um, is uh, maybe some of the characteristics I think of anyway with Szechuan peppercorn. But uh, fairly simple. This is six point seven percent, and it was their first anniversary beer. My tasting notes on this beer are. Uh, it is... Oh, it's right here. It's right here in front of me. Uh, let's see. Um, so, there's definitely some spice, uh, but mostly it's the malt. The malt is a st- is the, you know... The malt and the yeast. Yeah. yeah. That, in fact, that was the next word I had. It was, you know, mostly malt and the and the yeast, you know, itself. Um, you know, blind. If I had tasted this and I didn't even know anything about the description, I would have actually have said this is a, a rye-based, a rye malt in a saison um just because i think the spice is actually closer you know to some of those well look at that how about that i got one standing applause here from good old boy tim it's like wow give it up to the guy that you know this mic's really shining yeah so uh my um saturating for the szechuan peppercorn saison from ardent is a three Boy Tim, what did you think about this beer? I also got the the malt forward kind of yeast driven saison flavor from here as well, and and it's interesting because a lot of saisons you'll get that pepper flavor, and so if you tasted it blindly, like Mike said, you you might not think that pepper was added, but it, it was definitely on the forefront for me as well, and I, I smelled that in the nose. It wasn't anything crazy. Uh, I I don't know that they, you know tried to really push the extremes of saison but that could be a good thing too because i thought it was really balanced i didn't think it was fruity at all which could be good or could be bad but with this one i thought it was a good thing and i gave gave it a three as well Hmm. i think one word i didn't add was creamy yeah 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 it has a nice body yeah yeah it does i felt like the the, the body was a little bit on the lighter side for me really yeah wow it didn't taste watery or anything. No, no, it's not watery. It just, just, yeah. For for six point seven percent, I thought there'd be a little more. You know, Try blowing the bubbles. bubbles. <laughs> See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Go to Boy Caperton. What do you think about this beer? Well, let me just start by saying I think this is a style of beer that you guys probably know that I'm enamored with. Um, no, really. <clears throat> Saisons are yeah. It's um, <laughs> how many how many how many say bloody favoritism. No, but uh, as it's warmed, it's even gotten better. Like I liked it, and as it's warmed, it's even gotten better. But yeah. um, but I I wrote here that um, 
I really don't know. Like I wrote phenolic, which would uh, connote peppery sort of, but that's the peppercorns maybe. <clears throat> I don't know if that's an expression of the yeast. It it very well could be. <clears throat> Excuse me, but um, but uh, definitely peppery, yeasty, and malty. There's like a maybe a little bit of sweetness there. You know, I, I tend to like my saisons a little bit drier maybe than this one turned out. But this is really good. I thought definitely not a Dupont yeast, right? Yeah, it, no. it it feels a little um, <clears throat> anyway. I won't. We won't go into we won't go into that. But uh, but yeah, the yeast is the yeast is definitely coming out. Um, for sure, it was really nicely carbonated. I thought it was there was a little kind of tickly tongue action there, not to get too <laughs> <laughs> tickly tongue action. That's right. Okay. You know, yeah. if, if there were all of the adjectives that I've heard people describe beer, the words tickly tongue have never been combined. Well, you know, in that particular, moment. there's only one me, so that that's would, your t-shirt. <laughs> and that would explain that would explain that. But there's definitely some tickling tickly of tongue. tickling of the tongue going on there from the little bubbles. <laughs> and 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 Tim pointed out, and I did as well. There's maybe a little bit of lemony sort of something on the finish there, but bit. not a not a lot of not a lot of fruit flavors going on, um, which is which is fine. I mean, that's you know that I think that's more of an an American expression of that beer than anything. Um, is that we feel like everything has to be sort of hopped up, and this this didn't really come off that way. It was more um, peppery and phenolic than fruity, for sure. And uh, I gave it a four. Wow. Uh, to a four. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's you know, it's, it's a long way to a four, man. Yeah. You gotta you gotta bring something. You, you can't know? get a four if you don't take the tongue. That's real good. That's real good beer. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Good old voice what did tongue. you think of this? <laughs> well, I'm going to follow David, and, and uh, I'm going to give it a Suds rating of four as well. You know, it's just a really good, I think, well-executed Saison. Um, I do get those lemony notes as well, uh, and uh, I think they're very nice and pleasant. Um, you know, the main thing that hit me was the just that yeasty note in the nose, that classic Saison note that you get in the nose. And uh, No, it was really enjoyable and just uh, nice and refreshing. Yeah. Cool. I thought this was very, very delicate. Um, you know, for somebody that likes champagne, somebody that likes really light wines, I think this would be a great introduction to what beer can be for somebody who is a wine lover. Um, I mean, yeah, there's that little spiciness, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I taste more rye than I would yeah, pepper, but yeah. I mean, that's that's great because yeah. I love rye, so I'm all about it. But just so delicate and and so creamy and so smooth, you know, with that light citrus ending. Um, just, I, just very. It's a pretty beer. I know it sounds weird, um, and I gave it a four. <laughs> Moving right along, good old boy Tim. What beer would you like to talk about? I was going to talk about the Honey Ginger Ale of theirs, the non-barrel-aged version. And this is a deep gold-colored ale, and it has medium to high carbonation levels, which enhance the fresh ginger and the aroma. And the malt, the malt backbone supports the sweetness of the locally sourced honey and the spiciness of the ginger. It is a strong yet refreshing and deceptively smooth summer ale. So for, for this one... First of all, in the aroma, I, I got a lot of ginger. And then to follow that up in the flavor, I got a lot of ginger as well. Um, I didn't... I, I got a little bit of the honey, but it was a lot more subdued for me. And maybe a little on the finish, but it was basically like a higher alcohol ginger beer almost. It was a, it was an interesting flavor. I enjoyed it, and, and it definitely masked the 7.8% ABV that it is. So... For whatever that's worth, these ginger beers tend to be a little bit lower alcohol. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I don't know. Nothing about this was really that crazy to me. Not to get ahead of the game too much, but the bourbon barrel aged ginger is a really good comparison. We have that next, um, and I kind of preferred that one more. But for me, the non barrel aged ginger beer, it, it got a three, a rating of three. Good old boy, Caperton. What did you think? Well, um, 
I thought, you know, it's it was it smelled like on the nose. It was a little sweet. I thought maybe, and and I definitely got some of that um, ginger peppery sort of quality from it. I should say that ginger is, in my opinion, one of those uh, ingredients that can sort of, if you're not careful, I think uh, some brewers can really overpower their beer with ginger it's just gonna blast everything and that i'm i'm i may be a little sensitive to that so that that said i didn't think this this beer did not overwhelm me with ginger um it was definitely there and at at uh, first sip it was but more of a spicy peppery sort of quality and 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 um and then the honey sort of showed up at the end. The honey didn't really, the honey didn't really come out. I didn't think until towards the end. And uh, but that was, I thought it was nice. I mean, I, I got a, it was, it was a nice complexity for me that I felt like this was something that would keep me drinking it. Um, there aren't a lot of gin, that said, there aren't a lot of ginger beers that I would go back to that often. But but yeah, I thought this was uh, nicely balanced and um, and just not overpowering. Nothing really sort of beat you over the head with this beer. It was just nicely balanced, and I gave it a three. Good old boy, Sean. What did you think of this beer? Um, you know, a lot of what uh, Tim and 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 oh, excuse me, uh, good old boy Caperton talked about. Uh, I got a lot of uh, strong ginger in the nose. Uh, it definitely doesn't taste like a seven point eight percent beer. Uh, it had a nice clean finish to it, uh, and it was a good balance of honey and ginger in the taste. Um, but I thought, you know, the body was a little thin, and it was on the lower side of carbonation, in my opinion. Um, I thought it was under carb yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, want, I definitely wanted some more carbonation in, in, in this. Um, you know, it's uh, it's as someone who who brews with honey. Um, yeah, you know, it was. It was I'm kind of curious to know how they're using it. Um, you know, and then also just. Uh, how much of it that they're using in a batch. I mean, the honey definitely comes through. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to know what else is going on in the beer. Uh, but uh, it's definitely definitely a very interesting beer. So I, I ended up giving it a Suds rating a three. When I first smelled this, it just took me to brew day for me. And, like, it smelled like wort. Um, mm. You know, like first runnings wort. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I Good mean, call. That's just me. But... Once I got into it, the the ginger on it was there, and it was that spicy ginger, and I I really dug that and appreciated it. It was um, a little crisp for me than what I was expecting for the ABV. I thought it would be a little more malty. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, so then I'm wondering, well, is the honey what's bringing this? You know, and yeah. bring and, the dryness. Yeah, and how and the minimal ABV. is the is the grain bill on this? Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because otherwise, that part of it like left me kind of flat. Like I, I wish it was beefier. If that makes yeah, any yes. sense. Um, more beef. Yeah, more yeah. beef. Can always use more beef. Um, but the ending had that you know hint of honey, and I just wish there was a little bit more. You know what I mean? I was yeah. I was craving something to linger on the tongue a bit to help kind of tie it all together, and it wasn't quite there. Um, but. Again, that being said, the ginger wasn't overwhelming, and that's a big plus because working with ginger for me has always been kind of hard. So I'm like, kudos to that. I gave this a three. So uh, for my notes here on the honey ginger from Ardent Craft Ales, um, my tasting notes are, I wrote down floral. Um, I don't know if that is just a component of uh, the honey uh, that was kind of coming in off. The had a subtle sweetness about it, and I've been able to kind of taste my sample here that's kind of warmed up since we first had it, and um, that's definitely still very present. Um, you know, this tastes like a sweet spiced beer in general, if I had to kind of sum it up really quick, but there was like a tang or a bitterness, you know, kind of on the finish, and I can tell that that is definitely a reflection of the gender that was here. I am definitely right there with Caperton all the way that... The number of uh, ginger beers that I've had that have been just overwhelmed by the ginger are really substantial. In fact, usually when I see that, I just almost want to go, hmm, wow, I'm not going to yeah. have that. Yeah. You you taste that. Let me know what you think. <laughs> you know, um, <clears throat> Yeah, because it's just one of those things that can 
get away from you, you know, really fast. And it's a combination of that sweetness and the bitterness, you know, uh, that's present in ginger itself that I think that is highly underestimated. I screw up with it in cooking all the time. So that's the reason why I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, Same here. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Usually when you know, somebody's calling for fresh ginger and cooking, I go, Hmm. It's a lot less than you think. I think I'm going to yeah. use like yeah. less and then taste and then yeah. add a little more and as it kind of as I go because not all ginger you know uh, has the exact same you know is a consistent quality you know issue that you always tend to face. So my sedge rating for the honey ginger is, from Arden is a four. Cool. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the barrel aged version of this beer. Um, good old boy Dave. Yeah, person. the honey, the, the honey ginger. Uh, that this is the barrel aged honey ginger. We're we're going to talk about now, and it is eleven point five percent ABV, which is pretty 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 bold. You know, that's quite stout. Quite stout. Um, and 18, 18, <laughs> 18 IBUs. So not a lot of bitterness. You know, I guess I didn't look at see the. Yeah, that's the same with the with the non-barreled version, um, but quite a quite a bit more alcohol. Um, I, my notes were, I you know, I like this one a little less than the than the non-barrel aged version, but there were definitely some big barrel notes there of vanilla and oak with with a lot of booziness from the barrel um, uh, Buffalo Trace barrel for sure. Um, but the honey, the honey seems to have completely fallen off for me a little bit with that. You know, I think I don't know if it's working. I don't know if it's working with the barrel or or if the barrels just sort of knocked it out of the park. But uh, but it it um, it didn't really it didn't really impress me that much. I gave it a two. Wow. Yeah. A wow. Two. I think that's my first two. He did not like that. Harsh. Um. We'll be right back after this break. It's not just the destination, but baby, the whole elation riding down this lover's avenue. As slow as a willow blows, or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Welcome back, everyone. We are doing. We are in the middle of a brewery takeover with Ardent Craft Ales, and we are discussing the barrel-aged honey ginger beer. Did you say disgusting? Disgusting. <laughs> Sorry. That's what you said. <laughs> Maybe my accent was off. Sorry. Um, no, we are discussing Sorry. the barrel-aged. <laughs> You're cool. You're cool. Um, up next, good old boy Sean. What did you think of this beer? Um, you know, kind of wanted to follow along on some of what David said, um, and then during the the uh, commercial break, uh, we'd got on the subject of barrel aging beers, and I definitely hit a point on a trip up to Michigan a few years back where it's like, does everything have to be barrel aged? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like I had barrel aged Oberon, which was good. They called it Uberon, and it was good. But at some point, I was like, wow. I'm done drinking barrel aged beers on this trip. You it's know, just not uh, that's not right. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said it was good though. It was good. It was different, but it's you know. It's it's not something that I feel like I oh you know what I need to go get I need to go get some more of that Uber on you know that's uh that's the way I felt about it. um so you know on this honey uh you know ginger barrel aged version um you know the 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 alcohol is completely subtle you don't know it's there yeah. for for eleven point five there's yeah very it sneaky is. um and then you know some of the discussion we had uh, was um 
and I think on the on the honey beer, uh, the the, the non barrel version, was the lack of maltiness that uh, that you were wanting, and and that was actually in my notes here. It says reminds me of the Kentucky the the Tech Lexington Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale without all the maltiness that that beer has. Huh. Um, That's totally it. Yeah. So uh, you know it's um, but yeah it, at the end of the day you know it just wasn't. Um, you know, didn't didn't completely blow me away either. Um, and again, kind of one of those. Do we have to barrel age everything? So I give it a suds rating of three. Well, um, so even though I, I'm going to talk about a couple of flaws in this beer, I I really did. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the regular honey ginger beer. Um, yes, the maltiness still wasn't there. Okay, and yeah, I I, I missed that, and I wanted that, but. A, being a lover of Buffalo Trace whiskeys and being a big whiskey drinker and bourbon drinker in general. There you go. This was a great barrel to okay. put this beer into. Yay. Um, secondly, I got more honey out of it this time, along with the blend of the vanilla and the carameliness, um, and I thought it was awesome. Like, mm. I could drink a lot of this. Now, here, here. Um, now, also, I mean, this is going to sneak up on you because this does not taste like 11.5%. Again, I'm thinking it's the honey that's pushing it up and certainly not the malt bill that's doing that. But that being said, I'm still getting ginger. I got more honey this time. I got the barrel and I really enjoyed it. I just wish they had upped the malt bill a bit. I gave it a four. Good old boy, Mike. I'm not the Messiah! Well, you know, my own tasting notes uh, are, are very uh, brief here. Wow. Um, even better than I thought the original version. Um, and I wrote down, nice barrel choice. How about that, uh, Juliana? Yes! Yes, I'm telling you. So the Ooh, vanilla yeah. was the thing that, you know, kind of amped this up. And there was, it. you know, you... All sweetness is not the same. There's there's different components of sweetness that can come around, and I think that the vanilla that the barrel kind of brought around kind of honed this this beer back around to go. I can be a little bit better than I was, you know, my first version, and I thought that that was working really well well with this. My sedge rating for the barrel aged honey ginger is a four. Cool. Good old boy Tim. What did you think about this beer? Well, for me as well, this this was my favorite beer of the the ardent craft ales that we tried. I also gave this a four. And so for me, kind of to echo a lot of what Mike and and Juliana said, I thought, in contrary to Caperton and Sean, I thought that this brought out more of the honey. Um, we I, should shove them in a barrel and see if they <laughs> see if they can. You know, I kind of, I think, I think I was, I think I. You know, not to cork to, up your bung and see what happens. Oh, hey, oh, interrupt it, interrupt here, Tim. Here, that I think, I love that I think idea. The, I think the vanilla, the vanilla and the and the honey were were sort of complementing each other for me. I think yeah. there was something going on there that sort of, for me, for my palate, made it seem like the honey had sort of dropped off somehow. That's a t-shirt in and of itself. <laughs> you know, just. Shut up like a bungle. Cork, you up, say? cork up your bungle. Cork, cork up your bungle. I like that. Anyway, back to you, Tim. Back to you, Tim. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think the problem was that I didn't get a lot of the honey on the first one, and I got too much ginger. Not not overpowering because, like you guys all said, I think they balanced it well on the ginger and didn't didn't take it to any sort of extreme. But in this one, it's almost like the vanilla sweetness that that other people were talking about helps bring out the honey sweetness because you just think about honey and sweetness and obviously it's going to ferment out but then you have these aromatics and something about the vanilla kind of brought out and the barrel flavor brought it out more so it, it had more of a honey and ginger balance for me and then at the same time i'm a big fan of buffalo trace and the different bourbons and whiskeys that are produced under those brands and i think also it was a great barrel and, and i didn't think about it until juliana said it but this was the kind of barrel that you you want to put this beer into, and I think it took the beer from uh, a two to a three to a four for me, and it was just it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, there you go. Uh, what beer 
did you want to talk about? Uh, we're going to get into the bourbon barrel aged uh, dark rye, the 2016 version. Uh, it's a an American Imperial double stout, 11.9 percent, 41 IBUs. Uh, the bourbon barrel aged dark rye is black in color with a tan head that leaves rich lacing on the glass. Chocolate, tobacco, and dark stone fruit on the nose preclude the smooth mouthfeel that is slightly fuller and more viscous than the base beer. The flavor presents some sweetness of uh, and notes of whiskey, tobacco, dark fruit, and chocolate, but overall the beer remains remar- remarkably smooth. A dry imperial stout in which barrel aging accentuates the fruity quality of the rye malt. Uh, I thought it was a good ex- execution. Um, all the notes that I just listed were definitely there in the tasting. Uh, I thought it was very light carbonation, uh, and I didn't pick up too much rye, and that's something I'm not a huge fan of uh, in beer and, and, and bread. or just I'm just not a huge rye fan. Uh, you know, the rye whiskeys are hit or miss, but... Uh, um, yeah, uh, will but train you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do love a good bourbon, but uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I went ahead and gave this one a suds rating of three. Wow. Okay. Um, I like this beer. Um, not quite as much as the barrel beige honey ginger, but a little bit low in the carbonation um, that I was a little sad about. But there is a complexity to it that I thought was really good. Um, I did get some rye, not enough as I was hoping to get out of it, claiming that it was a a rye beer. Um, So I gave this a three. Wow. Uh, So it's good old boy, Mike. My own tasting notes here on the bourbon barrel aged dark rye from Ardent. Wow. Lots of flavor. Um, I mean, there was a lot going on there in is. here. Um, you know, booze and spice and, uh, you know, it was woody and tasty. And it was just, you know, all these really cool things, you know, flavor profiles. In the tasting, you know, profile, I circled tobacco and chocolate. Um, this is a this is a good chewy beer. Um, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> I really love this for 11.9%. The only thing that I didn't like about this is I didn't have another bottle. So I give it a four. Go. Good boy, Tim. What did you think of this beer? Well, on the nose, I got a lot of bourbon, a lot of the barrel that we were discussing. I'm not sure if it's another Buffalo Trace barrel or just a different bourbon barrel, but it was a lot of the same characteristics. I don't you... think so. <clears throat> no? I don't, I'm, I'm betting not. Yeah, I, I I'm not sure. I just found a lot of. I mean, it's another bourbon barrel, so a lot of the similar nose and yeah. booze. Yeah, I agree. And then in the in the flavor, I was actually a little disappointed overall. Um, I still enjoyed it, but I thought it, it was malty, and I got the nice dark fruit and tobacco from those flavors. I didn't get as much chocolate, but something about the finish. I don't know if it was the rye. I don't think so though. I got a little something a little oxidized or stale. It kind of finished a little weird for me. So as a result, I gave that a three. Good old boy Caperton, what do you think? Well, I uh, you know not to not to kind of go contrary to what I just said, but I really liked this beer. I mean, I think I think I like the rye beers though. So that's you know that may play in here. But um, I, I wrote down chocolate roastiness, boozy barrel, uh, spicy, and um, it was definitely, they described it really well, I thought. You know, there was definitely maybe a little bit of tobacco sort of from the barrel, but uh, definitely a lot of chocolate roasty, boozy barrel, and, uh, and a nice sort of spiciness that I I guess I have to attribute to the rye there. And I gave it a four. Mm. Cool. Mm. So, okay, so this kind of brewery. In... I was observing that not all of our tasting cups are empty. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm Look almost, at them all, grab yeah. them. Oh, like, go. I'm going to finish this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're going to blend the barrel aged honey ginger? Yeah, it yeah. needs a little ginger. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all about the blend, bro. No, no, you're fine. Um, So this kind of brewery in Richmond, I mean, I think that's pretty stellar, don't you? Yeah, you know, uh, the only other people I know that really have a good, you know, barrel-aged program is the Hardywood. Um, Has a very good barrel-aged program. Um, We have not reviewed any Hardywood beers um, on the show uh, yet. Um, it'll be an uh, interesting contrast. Um, you know, the, in fact, uh, part of the struggle that I have with, you know, that 
area of the country. Um, uh, you know, and, and I've, I've told many people this, and I may have said it on the show previously. Um, spent a lot of time in Virginia, all through Virginia Beach, Richmond, all the way up, you know, to the Beltway. And I don't know, there's the one thing that struck me is the yeast god needs to visit this part of the country. I mm. I had so many beers that were not finishing out well that tasted under attenuated. It was just like wow, you have not achieved the promised land. Um, well, they're and, fermenting in a swamp. You know? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, so a good friend, uh, you know, of the show, Jonathan Newman, um, you know, was uh, um, he was a brewer from uh, Sweetwater, moved uh, you know up to Virginia lovely you know married a lovely uh, woman bride and um uh is now brewing at virginia beer company and crushing it and because the yeast that he is using is uh not from a lot of the yeast mongers you know that are in the area and i think his water conditioning program is very different than what is being utilized in a lot of other places and I the only thing that I was attributing to the commonality of that was either water conditioning or yeast. Those are the two things that would ride well between you know everybody having that common problem. Yeah. I kind of came to the conclusion I just I thought it was just a component of the yeast that was just you know being used rampant, but it could be very well a water conditioning issue, you know that's happening through that uh, part of the country as well. Because I just. Uh, Ding ding! Yeah, I mean, I just—it was one of those things. I just have I, you seen the Potomac? <laughs> I have. Yeah, you're right. And and the Chesapeake, you know, in, in general, you know. Um, so, you know that uh, it, it's definitely one of those things that captured my attention, and I've walked away, you know, from that part of the country with a very short list of you know breweries that I go, hmm, I definitely want to get back there for sure, you know. And Hardywood is one of those that. They seem to have kind of stepped around that, and you know when we come around to talk about those, be interesting contrast between some discussion of these barrel aged beers from Ardent and uh, Hardywood. They're not that far from each other; they're maybe a mile, you know, uh, split between the two. And I have a sneaky feeling that they probably have shared some common brewing staff, you know, between uh, the two organizations as well at times. So, but the story behind Ardent here is that. This is a byproduct of homebrewers, and this is something that's really come, you know, very uh, directly from a very strong passion for brewing beer. Um, and so I, uh, I think they have great other clean beers that are on. A lot of the ones we had today are out of a series called the Black Paper series, um, and I think it's one of the few uh, beers, at least at the time that I recall, that they were packaging. Uh, a lot of their beers are available in uh, kegs and growlers, you know, uh, very, uh, very well, especially through uh, Richmond and going down um, even into Virginia Beach. You can catch, I think, some of their beers on tap as well. But, uh, you know, the contrast between this level of beers and the black paper and the other beers that are not definitely a substantial, you know, jump up. I mean, it, it really moved, you know, dramatically from like brew pub quality to like wow okay i'd have another one of those i'd have that dark rye all day long <laughs> so yeah it's yeah. really good yeah yeah and that honey ginger beer like i'm thinking there's a few meaderies that are there in virginia i think if they were to make that into a mead that would be absolutely outstanding well i've often thought that one of the things that was missing in colonial williamsburg was a working meadery uh, that's the only thing that was not in that community that I could find. And for those of you that may have visited that, you know, attraction, that would be very cool. Yeah, yeah well, that you is kind of shocking. And you can go to Mount Vernon too, but I don't, I don't think they have tons of the brewing equipment, the George Washington brewing equipment or anything. But you know, he ran a whole brewery out there and a distillery yeah. <laughs> and distillery exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm true. not sure about a metery though. No, I don't think so. I don't recall that being in George's past. So. You know, I could bring a metery over to the, get the, you know. I declare. I declare. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Figure okay. about we have Bill in the equation, you know. That would give him something to do. <laughs> Help us out here, Julie. I, I, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. You're on your own on this one. <laughs> no. Evade. Run. Yeah. Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, 
But very cool, though, nonetheless. Um, yeah. I think this is a good brewery, and I'll have to um, go next time I'm on my way home to PA. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and you can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip Sud Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We leave. We leave. We leave with your feedback? <laughs> we leave with your feedback. We leave you so much. We love your feedback. <laughs> we love you long time. Yeah, that's right. We love you long time. Yeah, we send you a note. Come see us on um, Mike. Uh, yeah, you can um, <laughs> can definitely send a note to us anytime. Our email address is info at sipsudsandsmokes dot com. Please do not make fun of Sean's Bill Clinton you know, in any of the uh, comments for this particular episode. And you can also find the daily tasting notes on Twitter every day at sipsudsmoke, and also on the Facebook page. It's always buzzing with lots of news, so check that out. And please, if you're listening online, take the time to give us a four, or what is it? Five. 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 <laughs> four or five. five. We'll take four uh, rating Prefer five. Uh, on the episode if you're listening online. I mean, if you're going to do four, get you know some critical feedback. Like, you know, yeah. just don't, you know, four and just walk away. Guy. Get rid of that Caperton guy and it's a five. <laughs> Bingo. Right. There you go. That works. <laughs> get rid of that kumquat. <laughs> Well, I want to thank all of our co-hosts for this great show. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, it's good old boy, Mike. Keep on sipping. Join us once again. Good old boy, Tim. Yeah, it was a pleasure as always, and glad I was the one that didn't enjoy that uh, black rye. (laughs) (laughs) Good old boy, Caperton. All right, see you guys next time. This has been fun. And good old boy, Sean. Life's too short for cheap beer. (laughs) This is good old gal, Juliana. Keep on chuggling. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.